Welcome to the Grace-Based Family Podcast. We're We're your your hosts, hosts, Karis Murray and Michelle Brook. This is a podcast where we look at the power of grace in the everyday lives of families. We're excited for you to listen in on the conversation. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Karis. So today we are going to talk about Christmas because that's the season that we're heading into right now. And um, some people have been in this season since like the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. They love Christmas. I'm one of those people that doesn't like to decorate until it's December. We get through Thanksgiving and then it's time for Christmas. But hey, people who like to decorate early, look, it makes them happy. It's not hurting anyone, you know. Right. That's great. But um in my family, my um, my mom loves to plan ahead, mm-hmm. and she loves to, I mean, she is a gift giver. She does love to kind of keep Christmas traditions alive, and, yeah. and I'm so grateful for that about her because I think it's very kind of grounding, and it gives sort of a, a connection and a shared um, family experience, and mm-hmm. so um, that's how it always was growing up for me, and that's how it is now that all all of us, you know, siblings are married and three of us have kids and um so she loves to plan ahead and and I mean granted with that many grandkids and crazy schedules it's a good thing she does because maybe nothing would happen if she didn't because everybody gets so busy but um a few weeks ago she sent me a text or she sent a, a big group text out to all of my siblings and their spouses and everything just basically saying I know it seems kind of early but you know, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is going to be fast this year. I think it's only, you know, it's been three yeah. weeks and it just goes super fast. And so she's like, I, I would like to know what everybody wants. So if you can send me your list so that I can get going on all that. And so I got this text. I get a text. We get a text like this every year. Mm-hmm. And it always, um, I don't know, it always hits me. First of all, I'm never really prepared. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought through anything. At, by that point, because she likes to plan ahead, so it's typically early. But um, uh, she, you know, she wants to know so she can plan. Anyway, this text always just kind of hits me weird, and I've never been able to like pinpoint what what gets to me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not it's not anything bad or ill intended, yeah. but I'm always just like, oh, every year, you know, we get our kids a bunch of gifts. Yeah. My parents get him a bunch of gifts. My husband's parents get him a bunch of gifts. And it's just excess. It's so much. It's yeah. so much. And even if everybody's, you know, trying to keep it under wraps, right? Yeah. It still is so much because we're so blessed with, right. you know, two sets of grandparents. Yeah. And we both have siblings on both sides. And, and, Everybody just loves each other and loves to give yeah. gifts. And um, so it all comes from a really good place. But starting with that text sometime mm. in, in early November through, you know, January, I feel like sometimes it's too much. Yeah. And I remember years where by the end of the day on Christmas Day, after, you know, we've done stockings and then presents under the tree with our kids. And then we go to my parents' house and we open all their gifts. And then my in-laws come over and with gifts for my kids, we open all their, by the end of the day, I just have this sick feeling in my stomach. And that isn't what 
I want Christ- mm-hmm. Christmas to be about. Right. And it's not, I mean, I know it's not what it's about, but the feeling by the end of the day is like, Ugh. and then it's like, where am I going to put all this stuff? What am I going to do with it? Um, and it all comes from this love and good intention. So anyway, I get this text this year and I really thought about it. And I kind of prayed about it because I was like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anybody. Mm-hmm. But I just responded back and I said, so I have a vision for this Christmas. And what if this year was the year of less? Mm. What if just as an experiment, we try it this way. Yeah. If everybody hates it, we can go back to doing what we've done. But mm-hmm. what if this year, um, you know, grandma and grandpa only get, I, and I basically said, I can't speak for my siblings and, you know, whatever they want to do is fine. But for us, could you just get one gift mm-hmm. for each kid? Yeah. You know, maybe it's a nicer thing, a more expensive thing, a more high quality thing, but they can really relish that one thing that they really want or need. Mm -hmm. And then we can just spend less time opening gifts, less time fussing about where we're going to put all this stuff away, and just (laughs) more time together. And I, I mean, I worded it more carefully than that, responded back. And this is a group text, so everybody sees this. And I'm kind of waiting, like, oh, I wonder how everybody's going to respond. I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings. Um, don't want to, you know, cause any strife or whatever. But right, you know, within a couple minutes, um, my siblings start responding back, like, oh, my gosh, I would love that. Like, mm-hmm. let's do this. And and then for all of us siblings, we used to exchange gifts and we've just decided we're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll go somewhere together or do something fun together, but like, we don't need anything. Right. And we're all adults. And yeah. if there's something we really need or really want, we budget for it and buy it ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and thankfully, my wonderful mother was happy she just Mm -hmm. wants everyone to be happy and she just wants everyone to be together and so everybody was really open to this idea so anyway we are we have embarked on and are embarking on our year of less for christmas and maybe this will extend out into the rest of the year too and i know you know a, a little while ago before thanksgiving or we we talked about kind of reducing stress over the mm-hmm. holidays and some ideas for that right. and maybe because that was on my mind um, yeah. you know leading into yeah, this awesome. it was like hey let's try this and obviously this is not an original idea to me but it is definitely a new way of doing things for my family yeah and we are very tradition based like right. we do things the same way all the time and my husband's family was the opposite of that mm. and so it's just been interesting but um but obviously this is an experiment we'll see how it goes but i'm looking forward yeah. to just maybe that sigh of relief that this is going to co- uh, you know allow for mm-hmm. i'm hoping that this just takes a lot of burden off of yeah. everybody financial burden time mm. burden and then the the burden of that excess i mean even even people who you know struggle financially here in the United States, we still are so affluent in comparison right. to so many other places in the world, and that affluence can just become a prison mm-hmm. at oh, times. Absolutely. Like the whole Marie Kondo, you know, organizing phenomenon has swept our country, mm-hmm. and people are getting rid of things and asking themselves, "Does this bring me joy?" You know, that's kind right. of whole, her whole thing, and and. I know I spend so much time and effort like organizing or m- minimizing or eliminating things yeah. that just creep into my life, mm-hmm. whether it's time, you know, things on my calendar or physical objects in my home. Yeah. 
that like they creep in if I'm not intentional about it. Right. So I'm looking for, forward to this intentionality. I love but. that. I think that's such a great plan. It seems like you want to live more simply, have kind of lower expectations for <laughs> yeah. the holidays and free yourself up to be able to give more and be more present, which is so yeah. important. Yeah. And really, again, I know this sounds so cliche, but to get back to a place where we remember why we're celebrating Christmas, right? right? And so often, especially when you have little kids and grandkids around, it's easy to become this indulgent consumer, mm-hmm. even as believers. And even when right. we know it's about Jesus and his birth, it's so easy to be like, oh, okay, have I got my niece this? Do I have an e- equal amount of presents for all my kids? Mm-hmm. What's on my list? What do right. I want my tree to look like? And so today we're going to be talking about shifting, having this paradigm shift of not so much, you know, being a consumer of things. And at Family Matters, we talk a lot about this um, message of true greatness, right? Mm. So the world tells us we need money, beauty, power, fame. And at Christmas, we want all of that and a lot of presents, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do we get our families and our kids looking out towards others and thinking about how do we have a generous heart during the holidays and a humble heart and a grateful heart and a servant's heart. And what does that look like? And maybe for you guys, it's having less and doing less so you can spend more time together. So we're going to just kind of go back and forth and share some thoughts on this. Just encourage people. It doesn't have to be um, this perfect, idealistic, Pinteresty Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, this, this idea of asking, does this bring joy? Mm-hmm. Um, really honestly asking, does this bring me joy? Does this bring my family joy and true joy? I'm not talking about like momentary, momentary happiness because right. I think any kid would say opening a bunch of awesome presents brings them joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the long run, like could, could it be more joyful if maybe you give them an experience instead right. of uh, stuff, yeah. right? What if you went to a show together? Yeah. What if you went on a trip? And I mean, all of these things are completely unnecessary. You don't have to do any of those things right. to have joy. But I think it's just that shift in in thinking. Yeah. And my kids are older too. So I am in kind of a different, um, you know, era. It's like, if you, if you, and the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of, um, the financial stuff and budgeting, but like if you set a, but you should set a budget for Christmas, Mm -hmm. regardless of your kind of income, you really should kind of have something in advance that you decide. Um, it just, it helps with managing expectations between the spouses and all that kind of thing. You should be intentional about what you spend, but even if it's, you know, you have 25, dollars you can spend per kid when they're little kids like you can get them five or six things you know um and now my teenagers they don't they don't put anything on their list that costs less than two hundred dollars and i'm just like that's nice that you want a new pair of (laughs) airpods but like that's more than i was planning on spending on everything right (laughs) so you're done one item yeah yeah so i i think being up front uh, and talking with your family about, mm-hmm. you know, those expectations is good. Yeah. Um, and I think reassuring them that we're still going to be together and we're celebrating the holiday, but it's not, there's not going to be so much focus on presents right. this year, right? Right. And you can set your excitement around, you know, 
plans and like you said, experiences. We have a coworker here that the there's four kids, adult siblings in his family. And instead of doing the drawing the name and exchanging the $25 Home Depot gift card, they decide, they all get sitters and they all go out for all eight of them for an adult dinner. And they pick different couples rotate and they pick a nice restaurant and the four of them or the eight of them now go out to dinner together Yeah, and get time without the kids. And the, and I think actually the grandparents might babysit all the kids, Wow, the grandkids. So just thinking about how you don't have to have all these expectations around giving right. excessive right. amounts of presents. And then also a budget, you know, it's interesting because my kids are little, as they're getting older though, the price ticket, you know, that is getting a little higher on each. Yeah. It's like, I want these $160 Jordans and I want, well, the two-year-old, I don't have to, he's fine with like a little figurine. Right. So like, yeah, as they get older, you might have to less presents, but as they're younger, money goes a lot farther. So, right. Well, and you might, I mean, I know we want to be fair with our kids and everything, but you might not spend as much on yeah, right. your two-year-old as you're going to spend on maybe an older kid, yeah. but all, but even your two-year-old is going to get to an age where he's going to be, exactly. well, you know, asking out. for mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah, more and, and it'll even out. Um, so I know, um, it's funny, you know, we're economically, I think some of us are maybe in a place now where we can look back if you lived through the recession, if mm-hmm. that kind of is part of your story, I know a lot of people who went through that. We went through it. And a lot of those people, and, and myself included, are in a better place now financially. Yeah. But I just feel like the the lessons of that time have really still are still with me. And, you know, we we lost our house in the recession. We mm. went, you know, my husband uh, got really sick at the same time, was in the hospital for a month and a half, had a wow. major surgery. He owns his own business. So it was like being out of a job because yeah. he couldn't work. And um, at that time, I wasn't working full time. So we, I mean, it. we went through it um, not, as, not as bad as some people did, but it was really, really hard. And I remember that first Christmas where we, you know, we had lost our house. We were living mm-hmm. in a, in a rented place and, um, you know, we like did not have a budget for Christmas. Yeah. Um, we, it was everything we could do to just kind of get by. And so I had decided I was going to make things for oh. Christmas that year. And, you know, my girls were younger, um, but I made a bunch of doll clothes for their dolls and, wow. you know, just like little things that I did. So, I, you know, I had a little bit of a budget to, to buy that stuff to do it. But, and then I made things for my siblings and my parents and for Mike and um, I, I enjoy doing stuff like that. So I'm not yeah. saying everybody should make all their own Christmas gifts because that might be super stressful and not a fun thing right. for <laughs> a lot of people. But looking back on it, that was one of the most meaningful Christmases mm. we ever had because the gifts that I was giving, I was making with my own hands. Yeah. I was intentional about it mm-hmm. um, and had to be resourceful, had to, you right. know, stayed up many late nights sewing after my girls went to bed so that they yeah. could be surprised. And, and, um, and then they were just as happy, right? if not happier with those gifts mm. than they were, you know, right. the previous year when we could spend a budget on them. Mm. And so, and my husband has stories like that from his childhood too, yeah. where there were years where they just had nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and his mom was very resourceful. And so those Christmases were so meaningful. Yeah. And I think that's the, the kind of, um, the, that's the kind of buried treasure 
in right. that's buried in struggle that mm-hmm. in our affluence we can forget. Right. Um, and so that's why I do think, you know, trying to trying to reduce the excess yeah. and get down to the meaning right. might be even better than than if you know the years we dream about like we haven't we could spend as much as we want on our kids this year which is you know I'm not telling anybody what to do just speaking from my own experience um, and where we're at now so and I think an important thing which you kind of hit on is um, sometimes the most meaningful gifts or you know lessons come from hard times and you think again we're trying to get our kids outward focused. And right. so during the holidays, if you can get them thinking about kids, yeah, that mom and dad lost their job and they, or they lost their home and, or dad's in jail and mm-hmm. how can we support them and come alongside them? And there's so many great charities and ministries out there, you know, Angel Tree, um, Operation Christmas Child, all these things where you're getting your kids out there, getting things at the dollar store to fill a box to send to the kid overseas, or yeah. picking out a pair of new shoes for a kid, you know, who's parent is in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, getting your kid's heart to turning towards others instead mm-hmm. of just always focused on themselves. Right. Yeah. So important. Well, and Christmas really presents a lot of those opportunities yeah. um, to think about others. And, and um, you know, one thing that my mom used to have us do after uh, Christmas, and I guess we could, you could do this before Christmas too, but, you know, we would get what we get for Christmas and then she would have us go find the same number of items mm-hmm. um, that were in good condition, you know, yeah. not trash, not broken stuff, but, right. but things that were useful that we could then donate. Yeah. Um, just kind of as a way of recognizing that like yeah. you bring new things in and things go out and, right. you know, some of us, of the four of us kids, a few of us, it's easy for us to get rid of things. We're not, you know, hoarders, so yeah. to speak. Like we don't have that much emotional connection with stuff. And then a couple of us that do have more emotional connection with stuff. So depending on your kid's personality, it can be easier or harder. But um, I think emphasizing that these things that were a blessing to you can go be a blessing to someone else. Mm -hmm. And now you have new blessings that are going to take their place. It just makes it easier for people who tend to want to hold on to things. Um, And and then getting back to the fact that you might feel an emotional connection with that thing, but it's the memory Mm-hmm. that you experience with it that's really important and that doesn't have to go away right you know? exactly um so yeah and along those lines even though my kids are young and you've probably done this a while ago it's different but I think letting kids experience the joy and the responsibility of gift giving yeah um whether it's to their siblings or parents and so like my son's school does that silly Santa's workshop thing or whatever, where they send home this thing and it says, how much money are you going to send to your kid's school to let them buy cheap tchotchkes for your family? (laughs) And so my son brought it home. He's like, I can get you a ruler, a jewelry box. I just need like $50. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you money for that. Like if you want to buy gifts for the family, they're going to be really expensive at the school store. But whatever you put in, with your own money, we will match, mm-hmm. right? Or okay. and so we did that this last year, and then he realized like this stuff's cheap and it's overpriced. Yeah. So then I think this year he's going to take his own money, mm-hmm. and he, um, now that he has a job, picking up 
dog feces. He has his own <laughs> oh, income. That's right. He has his own dog, yes. doggy doo-doo pickup yes. service in so your neighborhood. He's he, so entrepreneurial. Now that he is working, a working guy, he is, will probably take him to the dollar store and he can buy his presents for his brothers because we just yeah. don't want it being all about me, me, me. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you have to work hard and you mm-hmm. need to be responsible to be able to give to others too. Yeah. So yeah. maybe even creating little chores so your kids can earn money or like you said, handmade gifts that right. are just thoughtful for each other, um, for family members or neighbors during that time of year. It's really important to be teaching others how to be generous yeah. with yeah. their time and their money. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about the five love languages before yeah. Gary Chapman's, you know, kind of world changing mm-hmm. uh, theory, right? About how everybody wants to give and receive love in different ways. So right. one of those is, is gift giving. And so people who that's their love language, they have, they obviously love to get gifts, but they also get so much joy yeah. out of giving gifts. Yeah. So I'm not saying, I mean, nothing that I have said so far, I hope nobody's hearing, you know, don't give gifts because especially if that brings you joy, awesome. Right. You know, um, but yeah, like you said, getting our kids involved in this and having them, if they can do chores, earn Mm -hmm. their own money to, to buy these gifts, like they first of all become much better, um, you know, shoppers, they yeah. become a whole lot right. more thrifty when yeah. it's their money that they're spending. Yeah. So they start shopping around and looking for sales mm-hmm. and coupons and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And those are good skills for the future. But then, yeah, they, they feel that joy of gift giving. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny during the holidays because I'm not a gift giver. I don't necessarily love to give gifts. I don't really care if I get them. And my husband is a gift giver. So Christmas will come. We'll talk beforehand like, yeah, let's not get anything for each other. I'm like, sweet. Then he comes out and then it's like, you know, the kids have done theirs and then he'll come out and be like, I got you something. I'm like, oh no, I thought we weren't going to do anything. <laughs> and then it's like Oprah's favorite things. Like, and then everybody gets a purse. Oh. I'm like, no, I thought we weren't going to. So then I feel guilty and it's terrible. Right. And, but he has he so no much. Gifts, you heard I no gifts. I literally was like, sweet. That was like, yeah. Yeah. So then afterward, no I was like, do you want to go to like Home Depot and buy something for yourself from me? <laughs> or like, it's awful. But he just. It brings him so much joy to sh- to shop and, and give things, which I'm like, well, right. that's kind of weird, whatever. But anyway, all that to say, every family is so different. And like you said, you don't want to steal that from somebody. If you have a kid that their love language is they want to give gifts, even if they're a dollar store pencil. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. And we also want to encourage you guys just to spend time in the evening or what morning or weekends, whatever works best for your family, to um, talk about the way that God has blessed your family. So you can really cultivate the season um, focusing on God's greatest gift, which is Jesus, right? So we're yeah. spending time bringing our kids and our family back to the reason of the season. And for us, we do this Jesse tree. Um, have you done that? I, I have heard of it. With I, your kids? I've not okay. done it with my kids. Yeah. But. And there's a lot of different tools or Advent devotionals, mm-hmm. but we just do this and it has a little ornament for each night yeah. and a verse, um, kind of explaining that, you know, Jesus's birth and yeah. the importance of him as savior. And so we put an ornament on the tree every night and we read, sometimes we get busy and then we like get backlogged and have to do mm-hmm. like five ornaments yeah. <laughs> one night. But again, it's just trying to be intentional with your family to encourage your kids to be seen. Okay. I need to be have thankful hearts for what, what God's done in my life. And yeah. what we'll do. Yeah. We, we, um, when the kids were younger, when the girls were younger, we did, um, 
this, it kind of sounds similar to Jesse Tree, but it's called What God Wants for Christmas. And it's a tool that was produced by Family Life. We'll link it in the show notes. It's something you can buy, but it's, um, you eventually build a nativity scene with these little figurines that come and, and each is a character in the Christmas story. Mm. And you read this book along with it and each, you know, each, you can do it all at once if you want to. You can yeah. do it in, in, I think it's seven nights. You can do it okay. weekly, however you want to do it. We would end up pretty much doing it all at one time because otherwise it's too much planning. But for mm-hmm. me, um, but you open these little boxes and an inside is a character in the Christmas story. You read this little book that goes along with it. And it's this poem that mm. has like a lot of repetition and... Um, the whole point of it is what does God want for Christmas? And the very last one, spoiler alert, alert you open <laughs> up the, the little gift package and inside of it is a mirror. And when you look and your kid looks inside it, you read the book that basically says, what does God want for Christmas? He wants your heart. Oh, cool. And um, my girls loved that. And yeah. I mean, we still even did it up through junior high with them. And they mm-hmm. you know, kind of rolled their eyes like, this is kind of cheesy, but they loved it. And yeah. they would have their friends in the neighborhood come over. We would do this together with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And so little things like that, like, you know, and it would take us 20 yeah, minutes to right. go through it. And, you know, now that they're older, I have a couple of little Advent books that I like to read from with them. Yeah. It's a little bit more... Um, you know, heavy hitting spiritually and, and, um, you know, the concept of Advent and the concept of, of birth and rebirth and how the the resurrection is directly connected with the incarnation of Christ. And so, you know, it's a little more cerebral now, but, um, (laughs) that's awesome. But just, it's just about being intentional and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be every night, like elf on a shelf. Oh man. That is so intimidating to me i don't really even get it but oh, well, <laughs> i know it would be overwhelming to me and so yeah. i'm like well i'm just we, gonna we didn't do off on a shelf because it didn't exist when my kids yeah. were that age so i kind of feel like i dodged a bullet on that but then i know people who love doing it yeah. and it like brings them so much yeah. joy so again it's not about you know do this don't do exactly. that it's about just being intentional about what brings you joy yeah and um you know and, yeah and you kind of brought up a good point with the holidays, there is such a um, strong comparison game going mm, on. Oh yeah. my goodness. There is so much like, oh, look at her tablescape. Her table right. setting is so beautiful. Look at that gift wrap. That probably took 30 minutes. And I'm like using old birthday wrap, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw something on Facebook the other day where everyone was advertising these like really fancy pajamas. I'm like, Oh, okay. That must be a thing. They're like eighty dollars yeah. for a set of kids' pajamas. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. my gosh, I can't. This is crazy. <laughs> so I think just the comparison game is really strong in the hol- at the holidays. Yeah, and not only for us as parents and moms, mm-hmm. but even with the kids, right? Like, well, he right. got this. So and so got a razor scooter. Blah, blah, I got that. He got an iPad. I'm like, well, go live with his family. No, right. <laughs> let them adopt you. Because, right. I'm like, yeah. well, okay. So there's a lot of comparison, yeah. right? But if you're just keeping, leading with having grateful heart, generous heart, humble heart, and an others oriented attitude, it helps that comparison kind of stay mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in its place, which. Yeah. Well, I think service of others is like the great antidote to so many things. And one of those things is comparison because, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, that kind of poison of comparison requires a level of self-focus. It, re- it yeah. requires you to kind of be looking at what other people do or have and then looking at what you do and have mm-hmm. and feeling bad about it. Yeah. And so a great antidote to that is by serving others, it really gets you out of your own head. Yeah. It shifts that focus away from you mm-hmm. and onto what you can do to help others. And so, you know, I I know for myself, I have to reset all the time. I have to remind myself it's not about what they have and what I have. It's about who I can help and who right. I can serve and who I can love. And when I'm focusing on that, then I'm not focusing on the other things. Right. And so this is just one of the things that our kids learn by watching us. Yeah. Um, no amount of us tr- sort of trying to artificially create this uh-huh. in their lives is going to matter if they're not watching us um, lead by example on this. Yeah. But I do think that there are some intentional things that we can do. And yeah. Christmas, you know, provides a lot of opportunities yeah. for service and so many charities, you know, they rely on the volunteers and the gifts and mm-hmm. the, you know, resources that they receive on at Christmas to right. take them through the rest of the year because it is, yeah. it's like we remember that we need to serve others at Christmas. Yeah. And then by July, you know, the food bank is empty of right. food. Right. Because it doesn't occur to anybody to keep putting food boxes together. So mm-hmm. it it can be Christmas. I think the best case scenario is that Christmas is a catalyst where, yeah. you know, maybe we we volunteer at a nursing home and then maintain that relationship through right. the year. I mean, it really can be a jumping off point for these great opportunities um, yeah. for us and our kids. Right. Um, You're right. Yeah. Uh, you just reminded me of something funny when you said like we try to curate these beautiful beautiful things. I, I'm not much of a social media f- photo poster for a lot of reasons. Mainly, I just forget to take pictures. They're not that good. So um, <laughs> about two years ago, I was like, I should take. It was after Christmas, and I was like, oh, I never took a picture of our tree. Like I should take. And I was trying to get like the right angle. I was still undecided if I was actually going to like post it on something. But I just right. thought like I should have a really nice picture of this tree. I kid you not. I took a picture of the tree and I was trying to like figure out how to edit it. You know, I don't know how to do this very well. There was a dirty sock hanging <laughs> on my tree, an, like an ornament. It was like a toddler <laughs> sock. It had made it all the way to the top. Somebody up flung. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. So many kids, when they take off their socks or underwear, they love to kick them, right? Yeah. So I, I can only imagine how many weeks that dirty sock had been hanging on the top of my tree right next to the <laughs> giant star. I was like, that is hilarious. Nobody saw. Nobody even like told right. me, like, mom, I kicked my sock up there for right. four Nobody weeks Nobody noticed. Ago. No. We, we went through Christmas and then I, I, and I just laughed. I'm like, okay, I feel like this is a sign. I'm not, I should not be trying to post like, oh, I have such a beautiful tree because in reality, I have like dirty laundry <laughs> in my <laughs> tree that tree. I didn't even notice. But it just, it, again, I, it was a good reminder. I'm like, okay, you know what? No one cares what my tree looks like. Everyone's so absorbed with their own. Look, right. I just need to get the laundry off. <laughs> like, well, and what a good like oh, microcosm so for exactly. life is that, is that, you know, so often, especially now in, in 
our social media culture. Like we're trying yeah, to portray this perfect this life, life and <laughs> lurking in the background <laughs> right. is a dirty sock. That's just like this is not who you are. Who no. you are is a mom of three rowdy boys yeah. who love to kick their socks in the yeah. air. Like come hey. back to earth, Michelle. And, I like, know. Deal I with should, the reality. And, I should have kept it and put like a, one of those little metal hooks on it, and then every year just hung it up as a nice little <laughs> reminder. You know, like remember that. Like <sighs> yeah. That this so is real funny. life. I yeah. love that story. And yeah, no, I've had many moments where I'm just like, well, you talked about rapping, like, and again, pe- there are people who love to do this, love to make their packages right. beautiful, love to make everything match, everything match yeah. the tree. Awesome. If that's you. <laughs> Um, I try, like I try to start off things. I start off strong and then you can definitely see a hard break. (laughs) Like when you look at the the presents under my tree, you can see like, this is when mom had her breakdown and she just decided she was done wrapping things nice. And so everything goes in a bag, right? It might be a gift bag, but when I ran out of those, it's just a grocery store bag. Right. It's just the target bag bag. with like a boat kind of taped to the top of it. And like... (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know, right. the tar- tar- it's target chic, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like, yeah, I um, you can see that heartbreak. So I try every year, but then, yeah. you know, the gifts that got wrapped like the week leading up to Christmas right. because, yes. ugh. but hey, hopefully this year in our year of yes. less, like maybe I can make those yeah. just few gifts, few beautiful, very beautiful, do a crack, right? But, or, or also I could not. Yeah. Because why? And who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the wrapping is going to get ripped off ripped anyway. Off. Yeah. Nobody seems to appreciate my pretty wrapping paper. They just Aww. rip it off just as fast. Yeah. I mean, they might appreciate it, but it gets ripped off of it just as fast yeah. as the Target bag. Right. So ultimately, yeah. What's the point? I've mm-hmm. got to give myself a break and yeah. got to give yourself a break with the laundry tree. And <laughs> I, I mean, that. what a great idea. Like I do... What do you have in excess in your home at any given time? Dirty socks that have no matches. Exactly. I can't believe I never saw, like, noticed it was missing its pair. But then again, I can because nobody has a pair right now. (laughs) Everybody's I wash socks. socks. I wash socks and I pull out 40 socks. And in 40 socks, the mathematical, like, the mathematical. probability that two of those socks are going to match is high, except that no one sock matches any other sock. (laughs) And I don't know where they all came from. And so, yeah, my favorite time of the year is is May when the girls are done with school. I throw every sock in the house away and I start over. That might be very indulgent, but... I don't go to Starbucks. I don't get my nails done. This is my self-care is that yeah. I just, I'm like the end of these socks. They're going to die. Yeah. So maybe I start making Christmas ornaments out of them. Yes. Start hey. a Etsy store. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it will be super successful, I'm sure. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. Well, we hope this is it has been an encouragement to you that during the holidays, don't feel bad having a year of less. You know, you can prepare your kids to have reasonable expectations or your extended family like Karis yeah, is doing this yes. year. Yeah, we'll and, see. I'll and, give an update until yes, I how it goes. We'll see how the year of less goes. And really just kind of direct and lead by having your own grateful heart and generous heart and humbles heart, humbled heart and others focused heart during the holidays. Yeah. And just remember, it's about our Savior being born, right? Yeah. And the hope that comes from that. Yep. 
not the presence under the tree necessarily. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. And if we can be praying for you in any way, we would love to. You can email us at family at familymatters.net with any questions, with any comments. What do you do at Christmas? We'd love to hear your traditions. And if you have any prayer requests and ways that we can minister to you, we'd love to know it. Um, You'll be able to get uh, show notes on our website at familymatters.net for any of this kind of info that we're going to link here. And we we just appreciate you and hope that mm-hmm. your your holiday season is filled with joy and love and peace. Thank you for listening to the Grace-Based Families podcast. This is part of Family Matters Ministries. For more podcasts and resources, check us out on familymatters.net slash podcast or stream us on all major podcast platforms. Once again, this is Karis and Michelle. Until next time.